David, what do I have on my face right now? A mustache. That's right. It's going to last all of two days. <laughs> 2021 is looking very different in our household. I'm Dustin Harder, and this is Keep On Cooking. Hello, and welcome to Keep On Cooking, the podcast dedicated to plant-based cookbooks and the authors who wrote those cookbooks. I'm your host, Dustin Harder. Thank you for tuning in today. And are you... (laughs) No, this is great. What are you doing? No, do not cut this. Do not cut this. This is what the people want to hear. And are you espresso? Because I like you a latte. I'm talking to the man (laughs) sitting next to me, my husband and producer of the podcast, David Rossetti. How are you, my dear? (laughs) I am good. I am uh, definitely really good if you're going to keep that in. But don't you think people think I'm just coming up with these on the fly? No. (laughs) No, I don't think they think that. The only thing I know how to do on the fly is like shout and scream and sing along to loud music. And make food. I do know how to do that on the on fly. The fly. But anyway, how you doing, my dear? I am good, my dear. How are you doing? Great. I mean, it's been a terrible, terrible week, but here we it are. It sure has. Uh, a very terrible production of uh, Les Mis took place oh, on the Capitol steps. But let's, ay, uh, ay, 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 ay. let's not sit in that and just uh, move on. My goodness. We're having... Uh, yeah, let's move on. Let's talk yep. about food. That's what we're here to do. Uh, and before we get to our author this week, um, talk about... Either it was last... You know, the week before we had uh, Nava Atlas on, and <laughs> she's got a new book out called mm. uh, Pro- Protein protein power protein plant-based power protein protein power well she's gonna be back on to talk about it so i'll give you the exact title then but nava atlas it's a protein plant powered protein book uh but we made the mongolianish beef we uh, did. out of it the other night which was seitan of course delicious uh and tonight we're actually gonna do it again but this time with uh tofu because oh. that's what we have on hand we don't have any seitan so hey you gotta use what you got you're stepping up to the plate making some dinner with me i love it when you mm-hmm. do sous chef Sous chef, uh, you've been busy all around our new home putting things up on the wall, so I appreciate you actually taking the time to make dinner with me tonight. You must be tired anyway. Of course. Oh, I love it. But listen, let's do get to our guest this we week. Oh, a lovely, lovely, lovely person by the name of Lauren Hartman of Rabbit and Wolves. That's with a W-O-L-V-E-S dot com. Uh, sounds like wolves when I say it. Uh, but it's rabbitandwolves.com. And listen, y'all poked into my dms oh that sounded dirty uh you showed up in my dms actually asking to have her on so this was really cool because i had uh recorded this interview with her already and then i got some requests for it so i'm really excited to share it with you uh i adore her because she is humble about what she's doing uh she's really in it just to like create vegan food for the world um and you'll you'll learn more about kind of what i'm saying especially when we get to the brook book brag it's very sweet uh but she's super creative with her recipes too i just handed the book to david david if you can flip through there and just give a shout out to some recipes that you see we talk about them all through the interview but like i want to make sure we mention a bunch of them because it just it's all mouth-watering everything she does well i mean the title is southern vegan yeah she really leans into some delicious stuff so we've got like a. let me see we've got uh where is it where to go 
Oh, fried pickles. I was gonna say. I was, I was like, like, just flip it open. Any page is good. David has an favorite. obsession with fried pickles, though. That's why he was like real excited to share. What'd you flip to? There's Your also face. a candied jalapeno hush puppy with sweet butter. I Ew. literally want to make those tonight. So good. And then I'm, I'm I kind of popped this one open and kind of uh, one caught my eye. It was like a Vidalia onion pasta. Mm. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, I went to the the grocery store and they were like, um, it's out of season for Vidalia onions. I was like, Ugh. but you. Made me a version of it and we'll make it again it was delicious sweet onions we'll make it, it when we delicious. have um when we can get the vidalia onions well and then the it. mac and cheese soup oh i want to make that Look, i was gonna amazing. make that tonight too but we're gonna stick with uh our plan with the nava book for now and then we'll make the macaroni and cheese soup tomorrow night so when you get home from work tomorrow you can have that to look forward to mm-hmm. what'd you think about yes, that please. all right how about a twist well lauren is the founder recipe developer and photographer behind the incredibly successful food blog rabbit and wolves.com yep she is passionate about eating not eating <laughs> About not eating animals. Hello. About not eating animals. uh, Listening to true crime podcasts as well as reading and watching horror movies. I mean, hello. That makes her my best friend. Basically, then. Yeah. Uh, both of us really yeah, except right the well you don't movies. do the horror movie right. thing so much but uh lauren literally uh giggles with joy when someone tells her that her recipe makes uh it easy to be vegan yes she has built her life around creating unique vegan recipes and pushing the envelope with what can be made vegan i'm so excited for you to get to know her a little better here she is lauren hartman <laughs> Please welcome to the podcast, creator of rabbitandwolves.com, a rabbit in a life of wolves, if you will, the one and only Lauren Hartman. Thank you for being here, darling. How are you? I am great. How are you? I'm, I'm doing fantastic. I'm hanging in. We've got our icebreaker question to start things off with for you right away here. What is a TV show that you have been watched more than once? So that's actually probably a lot of things, but I will say <laughs> I watch a lot of TV. I was going to say, I have my list here and it's it's several. So if you have like one or two or even three, like I might have on my list. Um, I know. I was like, means. what's the best one and something that doesn't sound silly? Um, <laughs> it can be as silly as you want sound, it to be. Makes, it makes me sound intelligent. Um, <laughs> so I have watched the first season of True Detective like three times. All right. All right. Are you a true crime fan in general? Yes. Okay. Yeah, okay. Spend a lot of time listening to true crime podcasts while I cook. Uh, my favorite murder fan? Uh, yes. I, something in, uh, uh, <laughs> I thank them in my second book. I listened to that podcast so much during that one. Oh, yeah. Isn't that crazy? In the acknowledgments, I was like, you two don't know who I am, but you literally were in the test kitchen constantly. Yeah, so I get it. I, actually, I hear you. I think I might have put something like that in See? There we go. You and I, like <laughs> minds. Um, well, so uh, True Detective, any other ones? Um, I have watched game of thrones through i think twice or most of it which... i'm feeling you're not the only one yeah you're not the only one mine are like mine are telling of myself there's schitt's creek i've watched that twice already through broad city i've watched twice all the way through and then do you remember a show called strangers with candy uh, yes, absolutely. I've watched that. So, I, I haven't in a long time, but I did watch it back in the day. I watched it so many times all the way through. So that gives a little insight on myself <laughs> right there. Uh, listen, I'm so excited to have you on. I've followed you for some time, um, and you were so gracious last year to post about one of my books on your Instagram. And now you have this wonderful book of yours, Southern Vegan, Delicious Down-Home Recipes for Your Plant-Based Diet. And I'm just thrilled to chat about it. Uh, it's a Southern-inspired cookbook. Are you born and raised in the South, or how does the South hit us here? 
Um, yeah, so I have, um, I was born and raised in the South. I've lived in the South pretty much for um, most of my life, I guess. Okay. okay. Um, and my dad's side of the family is very Southern. Um, and then my mom is German. Okay. So I grew up eating a lot of Southern food and a lot of German food. Did, and have you infused the two of them in your cooking endeavors ever? I mean, some, some a little German bit, infusion? a little bit. Um, I feel like I'm more, I know more about Southern cooking, just living in the South. Sure. Um, I was, grew up more around my dad's side of the family. And when you say your dad's very Southern, where, where does, where does he come from then? Well, he was actually born in Florida, but my grandma and her family, uh, are from Kentucky. Okay. Uh, All right. So my great grandfather was a coal miner in Kentucky. Wow. Um, and she lived there for a long time and then they moved to Florida. Um, but my dad's kind of lived all over the South. Mostly he does not like the cold. All right. Okay. My dad either. My dad's actually, uh, from Alabama. He lives in Alabama. Um, and I see it says classically trained pastry chef. I'm assuming this happened before you went vegan or is this something you did as a vegan? Actually I was. Wow. Um, Amazing. I I went to culinary school in, I'm going to say 2005. Okay. Um, to yeah, somewhere 2005, 2006. Um, and I thought I, you know, I thought I wanted to be a pastry chef. I did get, I have a degree in just general culinary arts and then I have a degree in baking and pastry. Amazing. And, um, yeah, people ask me all the time how I did it. Um, I had a lot of people taste stuff for me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I did. I had, I made really good friends in culinary school. Sure, right. I always had one of my friends with me if I was making something that I couldn't taste. So, um, so smart too. Cause they give you that other side of it. You're like, I think I know what this tastes like. Cause I just did all this stuff to it, but like, tell me what yeah, you're thinking yeah. now. Yeah. That's good. When did cooking right. and baking come into your life? And, and when did you sort of combine it all with your vegan lifestyle? Um, forever. Uh, when I was a kid, I think that's what I always thought I would do. Um, and I, uh, my mom and dad both cook very well. Um, so I would, I did a lot of cooking with them. Just and, growing up cooking all the mm-hmm. time. That's great. Yeah. And I, yeah, went to culinary school, I guess a couple years after high school. Um, and yeah, I, uh, I did lots of different jobs and just couldn't really find exactly what I wanted to do. So I, um, decided to start my own vegan bakery. I love it. So did, did you have like a brick and mortar bakery? I did not. Okay. I did. Um, I had, um, you know, a kitchen I was cooking from. Sure. And then, um, I did deliveries and that's great catering and parties and all that stuff. Um, it was called the Raven bakery. I love it. And I feel like I've heard of the Raven. Do you still do it? No, you know, I did when I first started doing um, blogging, I actually wasn't 100% sure I could make money doing it. Sure, sure. Um, So, you know, I wanted it to be my full time gig. I I think kind of running my own bakery, I realized it was really good at coming up with recipes. um, And because I, you know, I just was making my own thing. um, And I thought I would try. I feel like I saw it on Instagram before. Was there an Instagram account for it? Um. Maybe I was I'm like, trying to remember. I'm just like, I swear I've seen Raven Bakery in my. I had. I mean, there could be another bakery. I guess oh, maybe there is. I guess, but hey, possibly. I did have a. I had a Facebook page that had a pretty good following, and then okay. 
Maybe, no, I guess I did have an Instagram for it. It's been a while. Or maybe I saw it on Facebook. You never know. And listen, (laughs) you have, you're talking about all this cooking with your family. And I know you have a a beautiful family and we see them on your website, rabbitandwolves.com. Are they your best taste testers? Are they in the kitchen with you at all? Yeah. So, you know, my husband um, is not even remotely vegan. He's not even vegetarian. Okay. Um, So he, but he will eat. um, He has a really good palate. Um, and he really likes to cook too. So I do, he, when he likes something, I know it's probably You good. feel good about it. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. I'll, I'll like stand and watch him while he eats. Yep. <laughs> yeah. My husband wasn't vegan for quite a while when we first started, I'd say probably the first six years that we were dating and gradually he got, he was always enthusiastic and great about it, but gradually he got more and more into it. And now he's totally vegan, but he would taste things for me. And I always felt so good when it passed the test. I was like, Oh, thank yeah. goodness. Thank goodness. If he likes it. Um, my husband's a pretty big meat eater. We don't really, um, cook meat at the house. So I guess he mostly just eats meat when, when he's not around you. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I must know as well, what was your first vegan cookbook that you ever owned from someone, someone else? Oh, it had to be, it had to have been an Issa Chandra. Sure. Yeah. Do you know which one? (laughs) Um, Veganomicon, probably. That's great. That's a that's a common answer we're getting on the yeah. podcast. I, I love my favorite pronunciation of that so far was Veganomicon. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I guess I, um, everyone's always like, how do you say it? And I was like, I like that pronunciation. Yeah, she's my favorite. Also, I just uh, like her as a person. <laughs> just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know yeah, she yeah. doesn't know who I am, but I, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I've been to her restaurant and also I've just been following her, you know, since I was a, a wee, you know, in my teens and twenties when nobody knew what to eat and right. where to go. And it was hard. Yeah, for sure. She's been, she's been giving us good eye candy for quite some time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and one of the reasons, speaking of one of the reasons I was so excited about this book is because your Instagram is literally one of those accounts I can go to and just scroll and scroll and every single dish makes me hungry. Uh, and I read your process on your website. You're very clear about wanting to create authentic recipes that are, are exciting and new for people. So not just a tweak on something they might have seen already, but something you feel you haven't seen. And I feel like you do your due diligence and research and kind of creating something brand new for people. Um, and that's got me hooked on rabbit and wolves for sure. Um, so if y'all aren't yet, make sure you go to Instagram and follow Lauren at rabbit and wolves. Uh, now let's talk Southern vegan delicious down home recipes for your plant-based diet. Like your Instagram, as I flip through this book, I want to make every dish I see. I, I did make the hummingbird breakfast cake on Friday, but listen, I immediately regretted it. And let me tell you why, because it was so delicious. And I was like, I've now made this delicious breakfast cake on a Friday. And now I have the weekend in front of me. And in this <laughs> pandemic, we're like not doing social things. So I was like, so now I have a cake at home that's delicious. And just me and David was off at work. Uh, I restrained as best I could. And my neighbor, I actually got some to her who is vegan, but she actually was moving. I was like, you're moving and she was like yeah and I was like we'll take this cake with Aww. you then <laughs> um, but she swooned over it like I did it's a moist cake with pineapple and pecans in it super delicious uh, what are a couple of your favorite recipes from the southern brunch chapter where the hummingbird breakfast cake comes from um good question so, <laughs> um the french toast probably the pecan pie french toast oh it looks so good you did these photos as well that's correct right I did do the photos girl yeah. Look at you, please. 
Thank you. I tried really hard. Um, the cover photo really stressed me out. I think I took about 10 different ones. Oh, it's so good. I love it. Every photo in this book, I, like, I, I'm, I'm genuinely sincere. It's just like your Instagram. I go through it and I'm like, oh, I want to make that. I want to make that. But anyways, I cut you off. The, the oh, no, French okay. toast, the French toast. Yeah, Tell us about French that. Toast, um, so it's a baked French toast. Oh, great. Um, and you, you know, you do kind of a layer of brown sugar and pecans on the bottom. So they stick. So it's nice. like a caramelized Tastes like French toast. I mean, tastes like pecan pie situation. Mm, and you have to bake it. You don't have to worry about frying yeah, over the like stove top there, which is always great. Yeah. It's my favorite kind of breakfast. Mm-hmm. Have to do a whole lot with. And it's all warm at once when you take it out of the oven. That's the other thing yes. that I love about baked French toast situation. What's another one from the brunch chapter? Um, I love biscuits. Mm. So there's like a biscuits and gravy, and then there's a chicken biscuit recipe in there too. Amazing. Um, and I tried to make them like super buttery, fluffy, really good biscuits. Like, like a, a melt in your mouth situation biscuit. Yes, like I'm here never for that. Know they were vegan. Yeah. That's great. Well, and then we have the easy as all get out chapter. You hone in on easy peasy one and done dishes. Uh, and by that, I mean, that's what it appears to be. A lot of one pot yeah, dishes yeah, like yeah. gumbo, white bean chili, and uh, easy bake version of faux fish and chips and cowboy chili, Nashville hot cauliflower. Can't wait to try the cauliflower. And is that the gist of this chapter? Sort of one pot or minimal ingredients? Yeah, just, uh, you know, when I was trying to kind of divide them up, I, I just felt like that was kind of the best place for them is like, these are really, I feel like even if you don't cook that much, you or at all, you could probably manage it. We're getting down to the getting fancy for supper chapter. What are a couple recipes from this chapter that make you feel fancy, Mrs. Hartman? Um, let's see, the fanciest one. Well, I have a fancy schmancy meatloaf. Yes. What's in the meatloaf? What are What's our base for that? Um, it's, uh, lentils and mushrooms. Um, there's barbecue sauce in it Mm. mixed in delicious. And then it's over garlic cauliflower mash, which I feel like makes it fancy. Of course. Yeah. (laughs) You put that, listen, I'll do some menu sometimes for a private dinner. So I'll be like, Oh, garlic smashed potatoes. And I was like, that immediately just elevates that. They're like, Oh, that's fancy. Yep. That's fancy. (laughs) What, what would, what, what's another one you get fancy for? Um, so there's a roasted root vegetable with mashed mm. potatoes and red wine shallot gravy. Shallot's another one where people go, like oh, fancy. And red wine. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, carbs are a Southern girl's best friend is the next chapter. And listen, when I see a chapter dedicated to carbs, I get out my post-it notes and tab it up. Right now I have tabbed the barbecue mushroom lasagna and I'm kicking myself. I didn't think of this, to be honest. It um, sounds so good. Probably my favorite one in that chapter. Oh, it it's, sounds delicious. Tell us about the barbecue mushroom lasagna. Well, you cook the, you know, the mushrooms and the barbecue sauce become almost meat-like. They're very meaty. Mm-hmm. So that's like the filling for that. And then there's a bechamel sauce, of course. Oh my gosh. Oh. But it's, I don't know. The, when, the first time I tried it and I tasted it, I felt really proud of myself. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I well, that's what I was saying. I looked at it and I was like, oh my god, I'm so mad I didn't think about this. I was just like, it's it's my, I was just like, this is genius. This is amazing. I can't wait to make it. And uh, that happens to me a lot. Uh, sometimes I see other people's recipes and I'm like, <laughs> 
<laughs> so you understand my envious feelings. Oh, yeah. Uh, the one pot Vidalia onion pasta. And uh, this last week, oh. I actually made the baked white mac and cheese, too. Tell us about the uh, one pot Vidalia onion pasta, though. Um, so you know, the onions are caramelized. So it's almost like a French onion tasting. Oh. Uh, dish, but it, you know, you make it all in one pot, you cook it in the liquid that becomes the sauce, which That's is like one of my favorite things to do. Yeah. Delicious. Oh, so good. And then is that all in one pot then too? We're just dealing with one pot. Yeah. Yep. It's uh, you caramelize the onions in the pot and then throw everything else in afterwards. Even better. One and done. We've got uh, the, I was mentioned the baked white Mac and cheese too. I've had interesting conversations about Mac and cheese lately. People getting all up in arms being like, if you're doing a vegan one and you're just putting a cheese sauce on there and you're not baking it, that's sauce and pasta. That's not a Mac and cheese. <laughs> so then I saw your baked white Mac and cheese and I made it. It was decadent, thick, delicious. And it had that baked texture to it when I got done with it. So I was, I was uh, just like sort of gaga for this when I made it. It was so good. And plus I like, I like the, the white Mac and cheese version just sort yeah. of as a variation, you know? Uh, but it was super tasty. I loved it. Um, it gives me the traditional baked mac and cheese feel that yeah, people no. are talking about when they want that. Right. I love just like stove top mac and cheese. Yes. But it was like, you know, doing Southern stuff. I was like, it has to be baked clearly. So. Yeah, absolutely. And it had uh, the crusty panko pecan topping too. So we got that crunch in there. It was really, really great. Came together easy peasy. Uh and yeah, I'll make it again for sure. Uh, rather, fine fixins is the next chapter. The Augrat and hash browns pop out to me here, but what are some um, of your favorites from the fixins chapter? Um, the sweet and spicy cornbread is pro- is a very good cornbread. I don't want to say it's the best cornbread I've ever had. Sure, sure, sure. You're like, I'm not going to make the claim, guys. You make the recipe, make the claim for yourself. It's the sweet and spicy cornbread, you said? Yeah, it's being spicy cornbread. Um, my husband consider, considers himself a bit of a cornbread connoisseur, and he said it's the best. So. Okay, well, I mean, uh, hey, that says good. something right there. He also grew up in the South, so. Right, right. Very good, very good. What Where do you think he was, he's giving that cornbread on a scale of 1 to 10? That's a good question. I mean, I guess a 10. Yes, oh. let's say 10, honey. He's not here to argue with it. We're going to say <laughs> 10. Not. And what makes it sweet and spicy? Um, so trying to remember there, I mean, there's cayenne in it. Okay. Give us a little spice. A bit of sugar. Okay. So got a little sugar, a little spice. I love the sweetness of cornbread always makes me so happy. So I can imagine with a little pinch of the heat in there, those two, uh, two worlds coming together would be super, super tasty. Uh, what's a couple other things in the fine fixings chapter that you love? Um, the hush puppies, the candied jalapeno hush puppies with sweet butter. Great. Um, oh, yeah. Well, the I don't know. Actually, maybe this is my favorite chapter. Um, pimento cheese bread is really good. Uh, like you said, the hash brown casserole. Oh, yeah. The dill pickle pasta salad is probably my favorite pasta salad ever, though, too. Is everyone listening? Dill pickle pasta salad. We've got a barbecue mushroom lasagna, baked mac and cheese. We got a faux fish and chips, cowboy chili. I mean, this book has, it's got, when I look at Southern Vegan, uh, it's got all the things that we really want to have in there. At least I'm feeling. Uh, and it, it's, my mouth is just like watering. Talk. I'm glad I have dinner on the stove right now, actually, when I'm done with this. Cause I'm going to, I, I haven't actually, I don't know if I've ever done this podcast while I'm hungry. Cause I'm almost never hungry. Cause I'm always eating something. Right. But, 
but uh, in this moment right now, I have not had dinner yet, and I'm I'm regretting it. And now I can see. Yeah, it. I'm looking. I I'm looking through my book. I. <laughs> just to make sure that I didn't. So now I'm hungry too, because I haven't had dinner. (laughs) I, um, you know, I I think my biggest goal when I approach anything on my blog or in the book was that I do not want to bore people. I get bored frequently when looking at, you know, um, a lot of recipes I see online and just seen it, you know, and I just, try to make things different. Yeah, different and exciting. And I mean, there's it's one of the things I'll say for your Instagram and a book like this and your blog, it's your recipes, they're exciting. They're uh different to me, but they're they're also they seem a little familiar. I'm like, oh, but I understand that, but it's also not pedestrian to where it's boring. I'm it's not just like, oh, this kale salad, you know, it's like that's perfect because that's my exact goal. Well, and it makes it seem like very uh it it I'm like I'm immediately drawn to it because I'm like, ooh, I like that thing. And I'm like, oh, but that's interesting about it, you know. Yeah. So then it makes me want to do it. it. It attracts me to it. Um speaking of those types of things, uh, we've got the sweet home soups. Uh, you've got a mac and cheese soup in here. Oh yeah, that's so good. Come on now, tell Come us on. about that. What's the mac and cheese soup? Um, so it's tastes very similar to mac and cheese, <laughs> obviously, but it's brothier. So, okay, sure. Uh, I, you know, I tried to make it thick but still brothy, so it still is a soup. A soup, sure. But it, you know, it's like a super creamy super creamy soup with, in my notes here i literally say how does that work yeah it's super creamy <laughs> soup with macaroni and then um like toasted breadcrumbs on top still uh, it's delicious. very brothy and it's um i don't know I, it's probably i think it's my favorite soup in here it's at first i was like huh and then i was like "Ooh, i gotta make that it, it really I seems it, yeah i would give it a try it's uh I feel like, yes, people might be skeptical, but I promise it's very good. <laughs> no, it's an exciting idea to me. Of course, too. I am I just love mac and cheese in any form I can get it. That's why when people are having this argument over a you know stovetop mac and cheese or a baked one, I'm like, y'all, it's pasta and cheese sauce. Oh, I, I don't know, know what the problem is here. I'm good either way. Like, it's going to be fine. Agreed. Yeah. So now I'm looking at a soup and I'm like, just another way to have mac and cheese. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Or like when people put mac and cheese on a sandwich, I'm like, that's great. Let's do that. I'm here for that. Carbs on top of carbs, please mm-hmm. more carbs. Um, and that's talking about soups. What's another soup or two that's keeping you warm this winter from your uh, sweet home soups chapter? Um, I think my other favorite one is the sage and veggie dumpling stew, Oof. which um, I just really like. Well, more carbs, I guess. There's hey, no- bring them on. Vegetables too. And what about one more from the, the Sweet Home Soups chapter? The lobster mushroom and corn bisque is really, really good. Ooh, what are we using for the lobster in there? Um, it's it's lobster mushrooms, like dried, okay. lobs- dried lobster mus- mushrooms, um, which are not the easiest thing to find. I guess that would be the only... Well, so then what's for somebody listening right now? Is that a type of mushroom, a lobster mushroom? It is. And I, I think they're, they are almost, um, they do have almost like a seafoody taste, but they also look like lobster. They're like pinkish. Oh, wow. Um, and you can, or I just order them on Amazon. Um, okay. 
really cheap. They come dried and then you just rehydrate them. Like Oh, that's know. great. That's a great tip for everybody listening. So if you're looking for the lobster mushroom, you can order it dried and then rehydrate it. Is there, and the answer may be no to this, so I'm going to put you on the spot. Is there something that is an easy substitute for it that maybe isn't going to give us the exact same thing, but might be something you might swap out if you really can't find those in a pinch? Yeah. I mean, any other, other kind of mushroom okay. would probably work, whatever your favorite is. And, and I mean, I guess something that comes dried would be good, but like, I bet shiitakes would be really great. Delicious. I just um, love shiitake everything. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> I think those would be, and um, they're probably, well, I guess it depends on where, you know, shiitakes aren't super cheap either, but I'd say they're probably cheaper than the lobster mushrooms. Right, 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 right. Well, and then of course we've got deep South desserts. I love that name. What, what does that mean to you when you say, you know, deep South desserts, when we're talking deep South, what does that mean for you? Deep South is, you know, like the, uh, I feel like Georgia, Tennessee, South Carolina, All right. Korea, uh, Louisiana, um, Alabama. Alabama. Hey dad. Uh, <laughs> and for someone just getting this book, is there any item they should try in the sweets chapter first? Um, what is my favorite? So, I mean, I have my favorite, but it's not, it's probably the most technically difficult. That's all right. Then give us your favorite and then give uh, us like an easy, like one that you would be like, oh, that's an easy one. Someone should go for the one that's probably easier. So, um, the banana split sugar dusted beignets are, I think my favorite thing. Girl, I saw that. I'm, I'm here for it. It looks um, so good. So I made... I don't know why I just decided I was gonna make uh, strawberry powdered sugar, banana powdered sugar, and chocolate powdered sugar. It's so, delicious. And you make that with? Did I see it's freeze dried like strawberries and stuff? That's how yeah, you make it. Yeah, I just um, you know, I get them at Trader Joe's a lot. Yeah. Freeze dried strawberries, and they have freeze dried bananas, and then I just use cocoa powder, of course, for the chocolate um, mixed with. So good. Um, and it, I mean, it's a really easy dough. It's just I feel like that might be slightly more intimidating than some of the other ones. Right. Just, having you have to make a dough and it rises and all that jazz if you've never all done that, that stuff it's probably not hard it's just more that it's like a little more involved a little time consuming than right it's else, actually maybe. super they're really easy it's right. just it just takes a bit more time um, well and what's like uh one that's maybe a little less involved for the listeners to look at the, um the fluffy triple berry shortcake mm. and the dark chocolate bread pudding are both really easy. Like you probably couldn't mess those up. That, a, a foolproof recipe is fantastic. I've got my eye on the berry peach cornmeal cobbler. Myself. Oh, that too. That's yeah. super easy and really delicious. And I, you probably couldn't mess that up. Either. I just love that too. And I love putting cornmeal on that. That's fantastic. I, I did get the chance to cook those couple things. We talked about the mac and cheese and the, um, the breakfast cake, hummingbird cake, and they were both mm. delicious. And I'm going to dive into the next one on my list, list is the Nashville hot cauliflower. I can't wait to get into that. But it really is just a, a fantastic book. Uh, if you. people are into Southern vegan cooking, they should really go out and get this. And like I said, follow Lauren on rabbitandwolfs.com. This is the part where we get to our book brag. And this is just an opportunity, a humble brag, something that's come about because of the book or something you learned about the book that you're you're proud of. Book brag! I think just seeing all the reviews. Oh, yeah. Um, and it feels, yeah, it just feels great. You know, because you, you, you don't know. And obviously people message me really, really nice, wonderful things all the time. But, um, you know, I didn't know how it would do. Um, but yeah, my uh, my publisher emailed me the other day and said that it was selling really well and that I should be really proud of myself and the, um, you know, all the reviews. So that does feel really great. And I also 
um, was told the other day that Elle Fanning is following me on Instagram, which is pretty cool. Oh, and following you on Instagram? Yeah. Come and on like, now. <laughs> yeah. So. Come on, Elle Fanning. I love that. That's a great brag. Plus the reviews. You're not going to say it, but I am. Girl, you've got five-star reviews across the board on here. And the book came out, what, I'm looking at May 12th, 2020. Is that correct? Yes. So, so listen, everybody, I'm bragging for her. She did a little book brag, but I'm going to say it's got 324 five-star reviews on Amazon right now, which is out the gate from May is is really fantastic. That means people are really responding and they love this book. So congratulations. That's so Thank cool you. to see. And it's it's honestly well-deserved. Such a, a great piece of work. Uh, so congrats. We're going to dive into your daily dozen rapid fire questions. How are you feeling about that? Pretty good. I'm ready. Uh, she's ready. She's ready to go. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, what is a recipe that got cut from the book? Um, there was uh, a few cocktails, actually. Oh, that got was there going to be like a cocktails chapter that didn't quite Yeah, I, I was going to do a sauce and cocktail chapter, and they ended up cutting that. Well, hey, listen, I, I, have, I have a feeling we haven't seen the last of you when it comes to books. So hold on I to have, those, yeah. and we can put that in the next one, and I'm excited for that one. That'll be great. Uh, what's your must-have tool in the kitchen? Uh food processor probably yes, that's a good one favorite spice to cook with um uh probably smoked paprika i really like smoke smoke paprika i i'm ear to ear grinning right now that's been the 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 spice of choice across the board so far i think and i'm loving hearing that uh what's your favorite comfort food dish hard one maybe oh um you know i i really like creamy soups which nice. is probably why I like the mac and cheese soup so much. I have a white lasagna soup on my blog that I make a lot. Oh my and, goodness. Um, then I just made a creamy sausage and potato soup that I just put on the blog. And I ate um, far too much of it. Lauren, I'm never talking to you again. I can't talk to you before I eat dinner. This is terrible. <laughs> Oh, I'm just so hungry now. That all sounds fantastic. So soups are your answer for comfort foods. And I can see why, because you're creating some amazing ones. Uh, cookies or brownies? Ooh, uh, cookies. Mm, and what is your favorite pasta shape? You know, I like rigatoni. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> going with it. Going with a good old, good old what do we say? Good old standby. Good yeah. old, yeah. Good old standby. Rigatoni there. Uh, Brad Pitt or Bradley Cooper? Bradley Cooper. <laughs> there was a bit of hesitation, but I, <laughs> is that your final answer? Bradley yes. Cooper. Okay, we're going with it. Uh, barbecue sauce or hot sauce? Hot sauce. Okay, now this question's a little weird, and it's probably not a good rapid fire one, but I'm going to go with it because it's one of my favorite questions I ask at the beginning of classes when I teach them. It really gets everyone like, we really get to see someone's true colors this way. Mm -hmm. If you were robbing someone's house, and the mission was to steal one thing that would inconvenience them, so we're not talking money or material, material items, but something like, for example, an electronics charger, what's the one thing you would steal to inconvenience somebody? Or car keys. There you go. That's a good one. Uh, favorite items to mix into oatmeal? Um, nut butters. Very good. Do you have yeah. a Do you have a favorite podcast? Um, you know, I listen to Crime Junkie. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Monday. Crime Junkie. Ashley Flowers. She's doing. Yeah. She has like seventeen hundred podcasts now. 
Oh, I know. I don't know how she does it. I want to talk to her just to ask her how she, I like can't even handle the like one task I have to do. It's so, cr- um, I know it's so crazy. Every time I listen to it, she's like, guys, I've got a new podcast out. I know. It's called, and I'm like, wait, what? What about this one? I know. She's I know. crushing it. Way to go, Ashley yeah. Flowers. Um, what is on your nightstand right now? Uh, lots of books. I read a lot. All right. Okay. And tempeh, seitan, or tofu? Uh, Satan. You did it. That's your rapid fire. Congrats <laughs> on having the answer right away for the what would you steal? A lot of people are like too afraid to tell me. And I'm like, guys, it's in oh, fun. Wow. I don't think you're really going to steal all my toilet paper. Right. You know? <laughs> answer that's one of my favorite ones and it always takes a little bit in the class and someone's like hands down i'm taking all their toilet paper like that's what's happening and i was like i get it i get it Uh, well so uh, do you have another book in the works do we know yet or we don't know yet you're thinking about it you don't know um i would love to i you know obviously it's been a little this year's been a little crazy sure Um, hmm. uh so i'm kind of trying to throw around some ideas, um, but I don't have anything going on right now. Yeah. I'm just, you know, I do like it. I publish at least one or two new recipes every week on my blog. So outstanding. That's that great. Up, you know, the majority of my time. Yeah. So everybody, you can get more content. First of all, go get Southern Vegan Delicious Down Home Recipes for your plant-based diet by Lauren Hartman. You have to, but you can also get recipes. I shouldn't say but. In addition, you can also get recipes uh, from Lauren to tickle your taste buds. Uh, Tell everyone where they can find you, what the website is. Uh, My website is rabbitandwolves.com. And on social media, where can we get you? It's just rabbitandwolves are all my handles on Facebook and Instagram and Pinterest and all that good stuff. That's great. Across the board, we know where to find you. Rabbit and Wolf's great. Well, thank you. Don't be a stranger. If and when that next book comes out, let's have you on again to talk all about it because I I can't wait to see what's coming next from Rabbit and Wolf's. Thanks for being here, Lauren. She knows food. Lauren Hartman, everybody. Fingers crossed she'll be my new BFF. And one day we can just eat all of the most amazing things together while listening to true crime podcast and watching horror movies. Yeah, I really can't wait to dig more into that cookbook. Well, too, and here's the like, other thing, too. It's like this. It's 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 just one of those ones. Like, I would gift this to people. This is definitely. Uh, I don't. And I. I can appreciate that it's called Southern Vegan, but I think it encompasses more than that. I feel like this is like a a well-rounded comfort food cookbook. 100. And I mean, every time you open it, like you you kind of catch something else. You're like, oh, oh, let me let me do that one. Well, and it's on a publisher. So there's this publisher by the name of Page Street and they did um, Sierra Siller. She's going to be on the podcast later. There's a, a vegan chocolate book that she did and she's got a great Instagram called Peanut Butter and Chocolate. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they've got this one, Southern Vegan, but uh, they also did uh, Natalie of Bacon Destroy, her book. Ooh. They put out some really great books so it's page street publishing uh if y'all are ever looking at publishers wondering who's putting out some really great vegan books page street publishing is one of my favesies lately um and that i just saw a really good mexican vegan one they did and one called effortless vegan oh and yum i can't remember i got oh it's right there vegan yum is the name of it um that one that one looks amazing vegan yum is by megan sad s-a-d-d so page street publishers lots of really great stuff to look into uh and of course you should go purchase southern vegan delicious down-home recipes for your plant-based diet by lauren hartman right now everywhere books are sold do it right now and while you go to do that 
We need Dustin's dish. Dustin's dish. What a dish. Mm. Oh, but stay here for Dustin's but dish. But stay here. You can probably click well, on whatever device you're on as I tell you what Dustin's dish is. You can is. order this as it's in your earbuds. Yeah, so. listen. And this one's easy. Ice cream scoops. I just want to <gasps> tell you to utilize them beyond what? the ice cream. So in the biz, we call them dishers. Uh, but oh. even a standard ice cream scoop I'm speaking of here. Use a scoop to evenly portion out cookie dough or muffins or cupcakes. Uh, so you have uh, just uh, even sizes of everything once they bake. Uh, visit your local kitchenware store or order online from them. Please shop local if you can. These stores need your business Absolutely. right now. Um, if you're in Atlanta, you want to go to Cook's Warehouse and purchase from them. But you can get dishes of all varieties and sizes uh, or ice cream scoops uh, hmm. to... Like I said, portion out your uh, cookies and cupcakes, and that way everything is uniform when you bake it off. It makes your presentation a lot nicer. Yeah, and I mean, it's it sounds so simple, because now you're like, ah, but like, yeah, just an easy way you to get those regret, cookies yeah. exactly, or at least as close to the same mm-hmm. as you're going to get. Well, and it's also like if something calls for a tablespoon, you can get dishes that are like that yep, size, sure. so then you're not like trying to... you take a tablespoon and then put it in something pull it out with your finger and then it it just eliminates some of the mess too so uh ice cream scoops use them to get uniform uh baking sizes that's my quick little tip for you dustin's dish dustin's dish one yeah and that's our show for the week my friends please wear a mask wash your hands and all that good stuff we are still in this uh, and of course, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe if you yes, would please. be so kind. So kind. We will be back next Tuesday with another episode. Until then, keep on cooking. And remember, it's nice to be nice. This has been a Muzzy Cat production. <laughs>